It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Part a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. And good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 162 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. This episode is brought to you by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries, located in Mission Gorge, in Point Loma, and inside Petco Park during the entire 2022 Padres season. You can visit gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu. I went to the game on Wednesday, had great garlic fries and cheese on my first game back in San Diego from New York, and they amazing uh, to have. And, you know, Padres two loop runs, and the Padres ended up winning tonight in by a score of 11 to 6. I'm not really too focused on the game. I'll be covering that in the episode reaction on Sunday, going to the Wave game, and the game is Sunday morning, so I'm probably going to have to do it after the game when I come home. So I'll focus more on then. I do have my post-game reaction out. On this YouTube channel, Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, just a quick a minute and a half or so reaction on the game. Um, so they won eleven to six. That was great. You know, the offense definitely showed up in a game that you weren't really going to show up. Facing Max Freed, you uh, Darvish pitched pretty good. Robert Suarez didn't, but then the offense showed up, so it kind of made that. Uh, but I want to focus more on the Apple V Plus game and the broadcast and all that um, because this was the first game that the Padres have had 
in a Apple TV Plus subscription, uh, you know, venue. It wasn't really a subscription. All you needed was the Apple TV app. If you're an iPhone user or iPad user, uh, you just needed a login, uh, a username to view it. Uh, you could watch it on, on your well, You just needed that Apple ID to go watch it. It was free. It's not going to be free for all, the whole season, I don't think. It's going to be free for like the first like 12 or 14 games or something like that. I saw that somewhere uh, when they first made this agreement. Uh, but it was free today. And on the call was Melanie Newman was the play-by-play voice. The color analyst was Brian Jordan, a former Brave and Falcon. And then Brooke Fletcher did the sideline reporting. I, I thought Brooke was really, really good. Um, and then Melanie Newman and Brian Jordan. I think in terms of the game broadcast, I thought pretty But there are critiques I have about it in terms of eight. They were talking um, the probability numbers at the bottom of the screen. There's just some stuff that I wouldn't have put in there. And I think there just wasn't as emotion, as much emotion as I thought there was going to be in this broadcast. And now you got to take this with a, with a grain of salt, I guess. I mean, I'm a 19 year old who has never done, who's never broadcasted a major league baseball game before. And Melanie Newman, she does for the Orioles. So she's coming in and doing one game between two teams she does. So I understand that. Um, but I do have some critiques. There's there's a few here that I wrote down. Um, the Shamanaya interview, that happened. Uh, when was that? It was at the beginning of the game. I think it was like the second or the third inning. And... I get that it's a national broadcast, Apple TV Plus, so it only makes sense, I guess, for the broadcasters to ask questions that the casual fan that is just popping in this one time on the Padres would, would be interested in. So they asked about the the Polaroid camera. They asked about the video weeks ago in Pittsburgh where the starting pitchers were playing follow the leader with Darvish. Um it was a bunch of stuff that Padre fans already knew. So maybe I'm biased on that in terms of my assessment on the interview. But I mean, Cassidy Coleman on Twitter, uh, she made a great point. I mean, it was like a 30 for 30 in this interview. Like it was just asking stuff, general questions. There wasn't really anything like too specific about like Manaya himself. It was, it was about Bob Melvin as the manager. We've heard that question a thousand times. The follow the leader stuff. I don't really think you need a question about that. Just go look up the video. Um, what was the other one? The Polaroid camera. I mean, there isn't much to it. Naya felt, it was kind of like he was put in a weird spot there. There wasn't much to that. Uh, and he that's exactly what he said. He was like, yeah, there's not much to that. Musgrove started it. And we'll, we're going to be donating a little bit of it to charity. We're going to be donating money raised for it or whatever to charity at the end of the year. There's not much to it. Uh, what I did like, though, I don't want to just watch the interview. What I liked about it, though, was, of course, during the interview, Mania was mic'd up during some moments, and uh, I forget when was someone scored or a big – I think it was the Zokar sack fly in the second. Yeah, top of the second, and that gave the Padres the one nothing lead. And Mania's reaction was great. It's up on the Talking Friars Twitter account. Uh, that highlight. Um, and 
that's just how Manaya reacts during games. And he, he was kind of acting like a fan. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but the interview itself, I thought that was pretty awkward just from a Padre fan perspective. Maybe it wasn't as awkward from a casual fan who doesn't really know the Padres, but you didn't really get anything from it except Manaya's excitement on Zokar's sack fly and stuff. Um, so I thought that was cool, but the rest of the interview didn't, I guess it, maybe it's just me, but that was kind of awkward for me. Um, Melanie Newman, the home run calls weren't great. Who hit that home run? The Braves, um, I think it was Wilson. Yeah. William Contreras, Wilson's brother hit a solo homer in the third that tied the game up at one and her home run calls. I mean, I mentioned this on the, on my pregame show today which I do pregame shows before every game, and I mentioned it. I was like, from games that I've heard, highlights that I've heard from Melanie Cauley's Apple TV Plus games, it's almost like she's trying to be too straightforward, like not trying to be biased or too emotional towards either side and not trying to be Matt Vaskersian, right, and be excited about a grounded a third. But when there's a home run, it felt really, really boring and really weird, like, the Willem Contreras home run, she said, look out, baseball. Like, look out, baseball, on the call as it was going over the bullpen. It was like, okay, where did you get that from? Uh, that, that was kind of weird to me. Um, again, she does Orioles games, so maybe there's not enough home runs for her to call there. But, again, I don't want to totally bash her. Like, I understand that it's a hard job. I've never done it before, so I don't want to just be this unfair person where I'm just bashing them on a one game instance where they're coming in and calling one game. They haven't, they do, you know, prep work, but this isn't Melanie's team. She does the Orioles. This is Padres Braves, two national league teams. So I understand that it's difficult, but it just felt like there wasn't too much emotion on these plays. Like you could tell that her voice raised, but Maybe that's just her voice, and it just didn't seem like there was a ton of emotion coming out of those calls. But, again, maybe that's just uh, – that's what I heard from her there. Uh, and then the probability thing in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen on these on this game, I know they have it on every game on the Apple TV Plus games. Those didn't make sense at all. I mean, they had, like, RBI probability and hit probability and reach base probability, and those don't make sense at all. Like, I don't understand why you need those at the bottom right of the screen. They don't make sense when you really think about it. Like base hit probability. How do you have a probability on a base hit when the pitch hasn't even thrown, been thrown yet? If let's say Will Myers is up at the plate and Max Freed's pitching and it's a 2-0 count, you say the base hit probability is like 40%. How do you know it's 40%? What if Max Freed throws one five feet over the strikes or on top of the strike zone over Myers' head? That's a 0% hit probability. Like, how do you know like, probability there? It just doesn't make sense. So hopefully you understand what I'm saying there. The RBI probability, that doesn't make sense. None of it does. Like, you literally don't know what the pitch is going to be. You don't know where the pitch location is going to be. So having a probability of, oh, this guy's going to get a hit here, just doesn't make sense. It To me, it just does not make sense. And then it's it's just... It's not like you can make the comparison here with baseball and like basketball. I was discussing this with my mom during the game. And it's like, okay, with baseball, you can't predict someone's probability to get a hit. You don't know what the pitch is coming. But with basketball, okay, let's say it's Stephen Curry, right? And he's at the free throw line. 
that makes more sense to have a free throw probability than in baseball that have a base hit probability. Because with Steph, you have no one guarding him. You know the percentage of free throws that he makes. He's ridiculously good at making free throws. You can have a very good idea of if he's going to make the shot or not based on the probability, based on the percentage of times that he's made a free throw this season or in his career or in the series. They're playing Memphis right now, right? So you can have a better probability of that and prediction of what's going to happen with that. Then you can with baseball when the hit probability is determined pretty much based on where the pitch is and if the batter gets fooled or not. And you don't even know if that's going to happen because you haven't seen the pitch yet. So it's like they're just throwing out a number and that number makes zero sense. It doesn't matter at all. So if you're going to put numbers up there, at least put like, uh, you know, coming in that makes sense. It's like just basic stats or advanced stats, hard hit percentage, you know, barrel balls, stuff like that. But to like put prediction probabilities in the sport of baseball makes sense during the game in live game and it updates automatically. Like, so I saw Matt Olson in that bat. It was like 47% or something. And then I think it was, he took a strike and then the percentage went down to like 42%. Like, how do you know that? What if the pitcher lobs one over the middle of the plate and Darvish hung a slider over the middle of the plate? Okay. Then the hit percentage is like 80% there, you know? So that didn't make sense. Maybe I'm going too much on a, on a rant there about that, but I didn't understand the need to have that up there on probabilities like that. Um, and then another thing that kind of bothered me was when they listed Fernando Tatis's injuries, uh, you know, all the injuries that he's had, the hamstring, the back, but dating back to like 2019, then the subluxations last year. I see them list COVID in there as an injury. That's not an injury. That's something that he got. Okay. He got it. That's not an injury. He didn't physically injure himself. It's a virus. So if you're going to list his injuries, like it's not like they said Fernando Tatis Jr. time missed as the headline. They said Fernando Tatis Jr. injuries. So that didn't make sense at all. That wasn't accurate. The injuries were accurate, obviously. The games missed were obviously accurate that they put on the right side of the screen. But to put COVID in there, that that doesn't make sense. It's not an injury. Uh, what else? Brian Johnson, uh, Brian Jordan, excuse me. The, uh, he was a former Braves player in the 90s, I think. Uh, used to play for the Falcons for a few years. He was the color analyst in this game. And I thought that they should balance this out more and have like a three-man booth. Have one guy from one team and one guy from the other. If you're going to have a Braves guy in a national broadcast, have a Padres guy. You know, bring in Mud or bring in Sweeney and have him broadcast the game with Brian Jordan and Melanie Newman. You know, that doesn't make sense to have one of the other team's broadcasters do a national game and have it biased towards that that team, knowing that he used to play for them. And then you don't have the other team's broadcaster or someone else representing the Padres in the booth. That doesn't make sense to me. And Brian Jordan... He did make one comment that made no sense. He said uh, that Kim's job isn't secure one time because uh, he said late in the game, Kim was Kim had a great game offensively, and he was saying how this might Kim's might be motivated uh, because of Robinson Cano being on the team and that he knows that Cano's on the team and his 
Kim's job isn't secure because Cano's on the team. It's like, come on, dude. That's kind of dumb. That's a dumb comment. Do you not realize that Robinson Cano doesn't play shortstop? Do you not realize that the Padres don't have another shortstop on the roster, a starting caliber shortstop on the roster? Manny Machado plays third. Jake Cronenworth plays second. Profar isn't a shortstop, and he plays left. Kim's the only starting shortstop on the roster. Cano does not play shortstop. Cano's going to be DHing or pinch hitting or playing first or second. He's nowhere going. He's not going to play shortstop. So to have Kim's job. That was a comment that stood out to me like, okay, this guy knows nothing. He doesn't know what he's talking about in terms of the Padres and their their roster and the, and the team and their, their their roster construction. That didn't make sense to me. But overall, I, I don't want to just bash everything. I think that Jordan and Newman, they did pretty good in terms of the baseball talk throughout the broadcast. I'm nitpicking here in terms of things I didn't like and that didn't make sense. Uh, that I think shouldn't just mistakes that probably shouldn't have been made. Um, like Melanie Newman, she was saying Ha Sung Kim's name wrong. She was saying Ha Seong Kim instead of Ha Sung Kim. Uh, it's like I think the Padres give you a pronunciation guide, so I think you should have got it right. She kept saying that the whole game, and no one was in her ear saying that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, I saw some Padre fans getting mad about that on Twitter, so I did want to mention that. But that's nitpicking. Overall, I think, I mean, I love the cameras. I think if Bally Sports San Diego had those cameras, that would be amazing. Uh, with Don and Mud, that would easily make the best broadcast in baseball. And already the broadcast is really, really top-notch. I think they're the best broadcast duo in the league. But having those 4K cameras would make it amazing. I love the cameras. Um, that was cool. You know, that you know the phone, the, the really cool new phones. I don't have one. I have, like, an iPhone 7, so... Kill me for that if you want to, but those new phones with the, it's like a camera, like a real like high definition camera where you can zone in on one, like a human being. And then the background is the background. It's not in focus. And that was pretty much what the camera was throughout the game. And so I really liked that. That was a really good positive. And then the broadcasting, uh, the sideline reporter, uh, Brooke Fletcher, I thought did a really good job. I really liked how she, how she went about her business. The headphones that she was wearing was a little weird. Maybe Annie Halbrun and Bob Scanlon need those headphones and totally mess up Scan's hair with those gray headphones she was wearing. If you didn't see them, there's probably a picture somewhere. But they were like these box headphones. I, I've never seen those before. That was kind of weird. But other than that, I, I thought she did a really good job sideline reporting. Um, anything else? That was pretty much it in terms of the critiques. Uh, you know, there, there were some times in the Apple TV Plus broadcast where they were, you know, definitely favoring the Braves and riding the Braves a little bit. But that's what happens when you don't have another Padre person in the booth. You have a Braves color analyst and the Orioles radio uh, girl doing the the play by play. So I thought if I would offer any critiques and suggestions, I mean, take the probability off the screen. That, that makes no sense. Put something that actually can make sense at the bottom. If you want an advanced stat stat cast statistic or anything like that, feel free. Go ahead and do it. Uh, but take that probability off the screen. That makes no sense. Um, the end game interviews, I guess, make them a little less awkward. I, I don't know how you do that, but 
that felt a little awkward to me. Uh, and then definitely making a three-man booth where you have one person representing each team because you have one team. So, so let's say it was Sweeney because I know Mud I don't think is on the road trip. So let's say it's Sweeney in there and it's Brian Jordan, right? Okay, so you have Sweeney who knows the Padres well and you, know, you have Jordan who knows the Braves well. Boom, perfect combination. Both will be knowledgeable about either team and that I think that would make for a much better broadcast. And then pronouncing, pronunciating players' names right, I think that would definitely help. But the sideline reporting, I thought that was pretty good. But that was really good tonight. Um, so that's pretty much my critique of the broadcast. Again, the Padres went 11-6. to I'll go over the game more in depth on the series reaction episode. But big night from Jerkson, or, uh, not Jerkson, uh, Grisham with the pinch hit, bases clearing double. Uh, he was 0-15 going into that. Hassan Kim with that home run. Totally all that pressure or all that criticism. Well, Suarez is going to still have criticism, but taking the matter in his own, into his own, his own hands, we'll put it that way, with that home run to give the Padres the lead back. Uh, Myers having a sack fly. Myers homering. Big night from him. So that was all great. Uh, Darvish, I thought, pitched pretty well. Taylor Rogers came in with a four-out save. So overall, it was a good night. You score 11 runs on a night that Max Fried was pitching. That's an A game right there. Uh, so that's a good start for the Padres in this series, in this road trip that features not just the Braves, but the Phillies and the Giants. So a pretty tough road trip, but it's a good way to start it. Um, so this has been episode 162 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. A little short one today, but I just want to give my thoughts on the Apple TV Plus game. Give me your thoughts in on YouTube in the comments below. What did you think of this broadcast? Did you like it? Did you not? I thought that Melanie Newman was a little boring at sometimes, but overall I thought the broadcast was pretty good for a crew that comes in and just broadcasts a game about two teams that they don't, you know, study on a daily basis. Um, so I thought that was pretty good overall. Nitpicking some stuff that I went over, but what did you think of it? Let me know in the YouTube comments. At Talking Friars on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Hopefully you follow those. In-game highlights on Twitter, uh, some highlights, the scoring plays on Instagram and TikTok. And I hope you subscribe to this YouTube channel. I know there's a lot of people that want to get to those 1,000 subscribers so they can, so I can implement those super chats for people to uh, help donate to the channel and improve this channel, um, give me some more resources. So I'd appreciate your help there. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Hopefully you enjoyed this game tonight and you enjoyed this episode. Ben Fan signing off.